Get ready for Unriveted Radio on Super Talk 1270. Now, here's Travis Feist and Rob McLeod. So welcome back, everyone, to another edition of Unriveted, Dakota Customs original podcast. I'm your host, Travis Feist, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Rob McLeod. Morning, guys. Morning. So today we have a guest. Uh, his name is Mike Thomas, and he's with Kramer Agency. And um, we're going to talk a little bit today here in just a couple of minutes. We'll bring him in, and we will visit with him on kind of educate people out there on like to make sure that you are insured correctly when you have custom, even vehicles, classic cars, your side-by-sides. <clears throat> and everything um, that you own out there to make sure that you have the proper coverage and to ask the correct questions. Um, even guys that, you know, that you have motorcycles and you got accessories on there to make sure that you're covered. If you are or are not covered, you know, these are good questions that uh, maybe hopefully we can answer for you in this uh, today's podcast. But until then, we have the 42nd Freedom Riders bike show coming up this weekend that we're going to be, um, we're going to have a couple bikes on display. Yeah. We're going to have that. Bakers. Yeah. Well, we're going to have that blue one that we're just about done with. We'll have that there and then we'll have another one there that we did. I think, I don't know, was that like five years ago? I think it was, if I remember right. Has it been right. that long already? 2018. Yeah. Yeah. It has been. I think so. Where have I been? Yeah, it doesn't seem like it, but <clears throat> yeah, it's, it's uh, usually like when we're getting down to like that twenty-two road glide's a huge project, and it's like seems like we've just been so busy that like the excitement isn't there to like have it completed. But I feel like maybe maybe because that front fairing's not quite on the outer fairing. I don't know. It's yeah. just like. I think maybe I just looked at it so much, but right. I think but, maybe maybe Friday it'll it'll set in like mm-hmm. yeah. I think as the pieces come together, it to me it gets more exciting because it's just you're kind of plucking away at that puzzle and it's coming together slowly. And right. It takes takes a lot of time for that final assembly, but it, to me, I think what gets it is when it's off the motorcycle standing because I, I think that's what's throwing me off too. I think when you wheel that thing off and it's sitting at the shop floor or just anywhere else that's different, that's where you're going to appreciate it. Just the same yeah. spot for the past eight months. Yeah, I know. You know, just has it's, not moved. Yeah. So, so I think that's the biggest thing is just the scenery around it is what's going to change Probably. it. But yeah. I'm excited to to have that on display um, with the um, other bike that we uh, – and that was a – what it was, a 2007? Road King? Yeah. I'm trying to remember. Oh, one-off custom Road King? Yeah. So we're going to have that there. That'll be on display, so you can check that out too. Uh, but that's Saturday and Sunday, 42nd annual, and I believe it's at the, I think it's still called the Ram Coda. I don't know if it's got a new name now, but is, is that it, what it is? Mark Hotel? Yeah. yeah. So it's the old Ram Coda across from the... Um, no, it's usually a, a really fun show. So mm-hmm. um, come check it out. It never. Every time I go there, I'm always glad I went. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So we were talking to one of the guys that um, was at our shop yesterday, and he helps with the advertising. And he he told me that they have a full house 
they uh, were able to fill the whole place full of bikes, so there's no more contenders. Um, so that's a good thing that they they got a, all the bikes that they need to yeah. fill up. So good for them. More bikes, the better. Yep. Um, it's always a good turnout. I know they raise money. Um, so, again, if you're not doing nothing Saturday and Sunday, stop on down there and uh, check out some bikes, some cool stuff. I think there's going to be some vendors. I think they have food, kids painting, which I think of what else that they have to offer there. But uh, silent auction, I think that is – or the, not a silent, it's just a regular auction. Yeah. And I think that is Sunday, I think, if I remember right. But – You'll get some more information. You can go on their website, you know, go on their Facebook. They have all the details on there, so you can read up on it. But this weekend, don't forget to check it out. Uh, get out of the house and come look at some cool bikes. Usually, guy can ride his bike. You know, you know, and that's crazy because there's been many years that I do remember riding the bike there, yeah. taking in the show, and then riding the bike afterwards. You know, and it's not this year. Maybe if that show was in june yeah maybe be good there yeah it's unreal yeah. um so yeah other than that that's about the only big thing that we got going on right away is is the bike show this weekend um so i think what we should do is let's let's introduce mike um mike thomas good to have you thanks for having me guys yeah absolutely um why don't you uh kind of Tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and kind of just give them a little background. You work for Kramer Agency. It's kind of just yeah. so let Kramer people know. Agency, uh, we're a local agency. We've been in the community 50 plus, 60 years. Um, and we do all types of insurance. I've been in Bismarck, uh, graduated in 2001 from Hazen, and then I moved here right after, sold cars for a few years, and then I've been a Agent for over 15 years now with Kramer Agency. So nice. Okay. So today's question, and there's going to be quite a few of them, but how, if somebody was to call you on getting insured, and let's just say, for instance, like we'll start with a classic car, what are some of the things that customers should ask? What are some of the things that they should be aware of? Um, just to make sure that they're getting the best bang for their buck, making sure that they're getting the right coverage for what they're expecting. Um, is that something that you get asked a lot? Is that a common thing for you guys? Or Yeah, you know, a lot of people are real price conscious, mm-hmm. you know, when they call. And I, I tried to ask more questions, I think, than most agents do. Uh, you really have to know your client to determine what kind of coverage they they want. Mm-hmm. Um, if someone came to me and they just had, you know, a few cars, but then they got grandpa's, you know, classic car that, that he gave them, a hand-me-down car, well, they obviously want to ensure that different than just their normal everyday driving car. Correct, yeah. yeah. So on something like this, is this, do you guys require that you guys come on, take a look at it? Do you guys require like pictures? Do you guys require like a estimate value or how do you, so let's just say, go through the process. If, if somebody's to call you right now and say, Hey, I have a 68 Chevy pickup. Like how would you walk them through the process and what would you expect yeah. them to answer or provide to you? Well, if someone has this pickup, they're pretty proud of it. So they always have pictures on their phone, mm-hmm. you know, that I can kind of see it and be like, that's a nice car. Uh, how much do you know how much it's worth? 
And they're going to say, well, I, you know, I don't know. I got it. I bought it for, for 20 grand mm -hmm. 10 years ago, or I got it. I fixed it up myself. Uh, I have no idea. So there are places online that you can go through. I sell through Hagerty Insurance is a, is a good carrier, and they actually have an estimator for classic cars mm -hmm. and things like that. And you can try to get a value pinned down on it. And it's really up to you how much you want to insure that that car for within reason. You know, I mean, you can't take and insure a $50,000 classic car for $100,000 just because you feel it's worth that. It's, you know, it's there's a market value to that classic car, and it's got to be close to that. But if a person wanted to, though, I mean, if they pay the premium, it can I mean... Can you deny them that insurance or you just have uh, to just rate it no, accordingly? No, I mean, it's an agreed value. So you agree with the insurance company what the value is. And you, you get that squared away when you take out the policy. It's okay. almost like a sales process. Like when you're dealing on a car or something, it's like, well, you want to sell the car for this much, they don't want to pay that much type of deal. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's not a lot of pushback on right. classic cars. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, so a lot of guys are really into them, and they know mm -hmm. kind of what it's worth, you know. Sure. You know, on something like that, um, so I know that uh, before I was with the insurance company that I'm with now, the one that I had previously for my 67 Chevelle that I had, um, I went through, and, and again, and I'll kind of brush up on that, I, I did go through, double-check through um, Hagerty. And um, not being educated then as I am now, I think I'd have looked at it at a whole different level. But at that point, you're just looking for a dollar amount, looking for a value, just like just like anything. Any kind of insurance, it's like, well, we're here. I don't want to spend outrageous money. So people are price shopping for the bottom dollar. Well, going through Hagerty, it was kind of expensive at the time. And I'm like, geez, I'm not spending that kind of money for insurance on my on my car. So I went to a different locally uh, insurance company and, and they quoted me a price that was like $320 a year. And I had a dollar amount that, you know, I had it for uh, insured for like 65,000 on my car. And they were like, yeah, send us pictures. I sent them pictures. They agreed to it and everything. Well, down the road, um, you know, there was a process that you had to fill like forms and all this stuff. It was kind of a pain in the butt, but I'm looking at like, I think, if I remember, I think Hagerty was, I think, like sixteen or eighteen hundred dollars, and this was like three hundred twenty. Well, of course, I'm like, well, I'm going to take the one that was three hundred twenty dollars, and um, so there was some paperwork you had to fill out. You know, you had to fill out a form if it was in a parade and when, like, keep track of your mileage and all that. And I thought it was kind of a pain in the butt, but I'm like, well, look at the money I'm saving on the insurance. Um, so moving forward, after a few years, um, a friend of mine that is an insurance agent, he asked to read the policy on it. And I was like, well, I'm not going to let you read it because you're just going to upsell me into different insurance. But I, eventually I'm like, yeah, sure, you know, I'll let you read it. And he read it. And it's crazy when you actually read the policy and see what the print says that according to how they had it written up was that even though I had the insurance for $65,000, but it says in there payout up to, or it was like up to, but not extruding book value. 
Well, book value on a 67 Chevelle right now is probably on a stock car, probably $3,700, $3,800. And to them, that was what my payout was going to be and not what I was paying for the insurance. But I didn't read the full document. I took their word for it. So if anything would have happened to that car, I would have been out a ton of money on it. And and it's a simple thing. Like people probably look at it, you know, probably the same thing too. Yeah, not all policies are created equal. Right. So every insurance carrier that you go to is going to have different, especially on classic cars, they're going to cover them in different ways. There's going to be different options that you can tailor to your needs. So like what you were saying, some insurance carriers, yeah, they only give you the, the actual cash value. You can insure a classic car for actual cash value, and that's basically the same way you're insuring your everyday driver car. It's just mm-hmm. whatever the the market value is of that car when you have the accident. Now, other insurance carriers, they do a, a greed value where you can pick the value, and like we were talking, mm-hmm. uh, it's backed up by, you know, facts um, and not just, you know, you can't, my, I can't stress enough to talk to your insurance agent and find out, you know, how is this vehicle covered? What happens? Do I get to keep this car if it's total? Do mm-hmm. I get to, um, what if it's not total? What if it's just a, a small damage to to the car? Do I have to take it to a body shop that the insurance company picks versus, mm-hmm. you know, do I get to pick who I want to go to to fix this car? Those are all things that you need to visit with. Mm-hmm. And those are good questions too. And just like you were, you know, we were visiting earlier too. You know, I just say if if something does happen to that um, collector car classic that that you have in its, let's just say it's you just bought the vehicle and you want insurance, or it was a hand me down family heirloom and it's going to stay in the family and you don't want it to leave. But let's say it does get wrecked. Some insurance companies can, you know, it's like, do you get the choice of keeping that car or not keeping it? Do you, I mean, there's, there's still uh, questions there that some insurance companies don't offer. You know, I, like you were saying, like Hagerty, you get the, you get the payout and you get to keep yeah, the vehicle. Where you can keep the car right. with Hagerty. Yeah. Cause they, that's what they do. That That's especially mm-hmm. classic car insurance. And they're one of the better known classic car companies. Mm-hmm. So they insure classic cars across the United States. And when you went to them and probably price shopped them, you probably had the Cadillac of policies mm-hmm. versus where you went the other place. And it wasn't the Cadillac, but it was way less mm-hmm. price. So right. you get what you pay for with insurance and you just got to really know what you're buying mm-hmm. and that best way to do that is to get with like i said a local agent in town mm-hmm. and really ask the questions how mm-hmm. what happens right because you don't want to ask them after you have the right <laughs> after it hails or you wreck it yep. or something happens to it. yeah well i know like i've said before you know insurances you're just investing in your investment and so ask the questions and make sure that your car is being covered and you know even if it's in a trailer or, you know, for instance, or if it's at a show or if it's in a parade or sitting in your garage or, you know, any of that kind of stuff to make sure that your your car that you have the money invested into is covered. And, and to get all that, you might have to pay for it. But at least, you know, no matter what, when you're when you're in that car, that it's protected. Yeah, I mean, 
that's insurance in general. I mean, mm-hmm. you can go to you can go buy insurance online, and online people do not have your best you know best interest. Mm-hmm. They're there to sell you that product. Where if you can get with somebody you trust and just have the conversation, and they're willing to listen to you, and they know you know how much this car means to you versus going online and buying something. It's mm-hmm. it's night and day difference for what you're going to get. Mm-hmm. Have you ever like? I suppose, like, with these classic cars, it can get kind of sticky sometimes because these owners are so attached to these cars. Like, so tell me about a situation. Say, like, I have safe insurance on my pickup, and I run into the back of a 70 GTO judge, you know. Well, I'm at fault. So is my insurance company. Like, and then, but you're between the owner of this car. It's like, has any situation like that so ever that's, happened? That's a scenario where you really <laughs> you're probably want your to worst be nightmares yeah. insured correctly because you always have the right. If you have your car insured correctly and someone else hits you, you don't have to go through that other person's insurance. Right. So you get a file claim and it's all laid out beforehand on what you're going to get paid and who you get to go to. And then your insurance company is going to go around and go back after the other, like, the other on part the back of end of yep. yeah yeah mm-hmm. and that's for classic cars that's the best way to insure them you get a pick instead of yeah you know this guy hit me and now you're negotiating with that company and they're not they're trying to pay you the least amount of money mm-hmm. um at a, for a liability claim they're going to make want to want you to settle mm-hmm. yeah you know well, you take this right away and mm-hmm. it's, and you don't get to go to your shop that you want to, they're going to pick the shop that you kind of want to, um, but you're at the mercy of them, uh, the insurance company. So get it insured correctly how you want. Right. So that kind of brings me to a, another story. A few years ago, this was probably back in like 2007, I think it was quite a few years, years ago. ago. <laughs> yeah, a couple, just a couple, <laughs> a couple years ago. ago yeah. yeah. doesn't seem like it's that far, but it's, yeah, it's really far away. And I had the Suburban and I was heading home from work one evening and I was going on the one way and a lady ran the stoplight and T-boned my Suburban that I had and it was kind of done up nice. And so they cited her, they hauled my Suburban off to the wrecking yard right away. And cause it was, I think it was like on a Friday evening or something like that. Well, come Monday, um, I called, they got the insurance and we swapped insurances. So on Monday I called and I talked to her insurance company and, and I was telling them, um, you know, like what's the next process step. And, and, uh, they're like, Oh, don't worry about it. We already have it delivered to the body shop and we'll get it in the books. And I was like, what the yeah. body shop? And they're like, Oh yeah, it's, we already had it delivered to one of our preferred body shops and, and, uh, we're going to, we'll let you know as soon as it's in the schedule and, and I said, and I won't say who the shop was. And when I was told what shop it was, I said, there's not, no way that place is going to be touching my vehicle. And I actually had to, we actually got into an argument with uh, her insurance company because they wanted me to use their preferred body shop. And I'm like, this Wasn't thing your is your preferred body shop. It was not my preferred. <laughs> and I was like, this thing was nice. It was kind of a custom suburban. And I said, I want a Chevy shop. With Chevy parts, not hand me down, not not Japanese, not aftermarket. I want OEM, 
And they were like, oh, well, we don't know if we can do that. And we got into this. And well, then my insurance company, I contacted them and I got them involved in it. And needless to say, I got to choose where to pick to take my vehicle to get a fix. But, you know, again, that's stuff you got to find out. Yeah. So what happens if you bought online? You don't get to call your local insurance agent and Mm -hmm. get get that service to help you negotiate you know, on mm-hmm. your behalf and tell you that, you no, know, you can pick your own body shop. Uh, it's your right, you know, but it's, it's tricky because, you know, you just had this accident. You're, you feel like I'm at the mercy of these insurance companies. Uh, it, it's understandable. It, you got to have somebody that you can trust and go talk to ask these questions. Mm-hmm. Otherwise you're just out there and try to call in online to one of the companies and get, you know, Press one for this. And yeah. It takes 15 minutes to get a hold of somebody. It, it's not good. It's not a good scenario. No, no. Especially when in, you're in their mercy to help you out. It's, you want to, you want to be able to talk to somebody. So going, kind of keeping on that same aspect. So let's just say again, um, I'm driving, you know, my uh, F350 and I get into a front end wreck that was not my fault. And I don't know if it matters if it was mine or not, but let's just say we got into a front end fender bender. Well, as we're writing that out, like we were talking before, well, what if I was in the process of putting like a um, road armor bumper or move bumper or something on, and I was just right in the middle pulling the trigger and ordering one. Well, now my front end is messed up. So how do you go about, can you, can you supersede? Can you just give the credit and then the customer pays for the remaining? Or how do you, I mean, is so, it, can you do stuff like that? Or, yeah. or let's, and let's just kind of bring this into the question too, is let's say that. What, the, my pickup? <laughs> well, if it was your pickup, I'd feel sorry for the other vehicle. But it, even just the part of it, like, let's just say. I, I just got put, let's say, put a new aftermarket bumper on, aftermarket grill, all that kind of stuff. And this was three days after I just put it on. Well, you don't know that I have accessories on my truck or aftermarket stuff. And you think that it's bone stock. Does that cause a problem? So there's kind of two questions there. Yeah. So every scenario is a little bit different. So okay. when you get uh, insured with a good company, and you get in an accident. So say you hit a deer. Just you have an F-150 and you hit a deer. And, you know, the stock bumper is going to cost this much to replace it. Well, you can pick an aftermarket bumper that's equal or less than that value. Or you can pick one that's more and just pay the difference to what, uh, what the stock bumper would be. So you can always just work with your body shop and the adjuster to... Kind of negotiate, well, I don't want to put the stock one back on. I want to put this aftermarket bumper on. I think it looks cooler. It's mm-hmm. it's kind of the trend now. And you get to pick your body shop. Uh, there's So there's lots of options when you go to fix it. As long as the company's not going to pay more than the original, mm-hmm. what the original bumper is, you know, right. to replace it. So do you require when people do put aftermarket stuff on to call and let their insurance companies know or you just deal with it on time of the so accident? So people can or? put aftermarket <clears throat> stuff on there, especially if it's like a bumper or stuff. But a lot of policies, you got to watch out. So if you modify it, um, again, this is one of the things you should be talking about. So if you super modify a truck, you got a lot of aftermarket. 
make sure your agent knows that you have all these aftermarket parts and he can add coverage for those because you won't if you total that vehicle you're not going to get credit if you don't let them know sure for all that aftermarket stuff yeah i know i was talking to ross about that on his truck and he's like yeah my, my truck's insured for like one hundred fifteen thousand, and uh with even, all, though even though it's probably eighty thousand dollar you know Sierra Denali, but I mean, we dumped about forty grand into it. But so he isn't. I'm not sure who he had for insurance, but he, he was able to get yeah. coverage for that those accessories. You know, and, and it it kind of brings me right back into the same thing again. It's invest in your investment. You know, if you're gonna, you know, if you're gonna put money into your vehicle and and invest your money into your vehicle, make sure you don't get screwed on the back end and lose all that. That if something does happen to it, that you're you know compensated for. Because you yeah. initially invested into it. And you don't have to cover the stuff. I mean, you can do all these mods to your truck and everything. And and you just know that if I do this, I'm not going to get paid for it. And you don't have to pay the extra premium. But you can pay the extra premium and get to the companies mm-hmm. that really will insure it. It's just as long as you understand what you're buying. That's mm-hmm. the big thing. And everybody's happy. Then. Right. So does that same policy follow through for you know let's just say like side by sides are huge right now they're they're getting bigger and bigger and bigger more popular it's you see more and more and more so if somebody if you know you thirty forty thousand dollars side by side and they stick another 10 i mean in our shop you can dump 20 grand into a side by side fairly easy yeah you can now is that same thing too like but what you guys like to, again? This is what's harder. Somebody comes to you and says, "Hey, I want to insure my side by side for sixty thousand, and they have receipts to prove." Are you guys going to say, "Yeah, but they're not worth not sixty thousand. We can't insure you." Yeah. Or how? I mean, so there is ways to insure that. Okay. You can, there are companies that you can pick the value. You can say, "I have this much accessories on it. It's worth this, and I want to insure it for this." Now, granted, you're going to pay more for that mm-hmm. policy than. I want to insure my side-by-side, and then if something happens to it, you're going to get paid what a normal side-by-side market value is mm-hmm. at the time of loss. If you total it, yeah. So you'll still cover it even if somebody dumps another thirty, forty thousand dollars yeah, into it. Yeah, there's coverage. Okay, because that. that's like I said, there's we've had customers that come in and just between the electronics and suspension and all the add-ons, like you can add. I mean, it adds up pretty fairly decent plus all the labor that you invest into it too that that's what they have invested in that machine to make sure that they're that they're covered that they're yeah i mean does properly co- insured do you want to pay you know twelve hundred dollars for that or twenty five hundred dollars in premium for that sixty thousand versus six hundred dollars in premium depending on what kind of side by side it is mm-hmm. so now kind of getting back to the same thing motorcycles you know, it's the so same that, way. Yeah. It's the same thing on motorcycles. You know, there's there's these companies that if you have a stock, I mean, a souped up Harley with twenty thousand, thirty thousand, you need to really talk to your insurance agent on that versus what you know, just a base model is. Because mm-hmm. you can add a lot of accessories to a motorcycle, and there's limits on most policies on how much you add unless you add coverage mm-hmm. for it. Because, like, there's a good question. Because, like, that one that we're doing right now, that the total investment, he's going to have 100000 pretty easy into that bike. Well, cash well, value on that bike is like not 100000 but 
for what he's got into it with a paint job and all the accessories, I mean, he's got to be able to make sure that he can get a hold of his insurance company and make sure that he is covered adequately for that build. Yeah. And how much, you know, he does, he might, if the guy's buying a hundred thousand dollar bike, he can insure it for a hundred thousand or say he's buying a hundred thousand dollar bike and it's, it's now that it's done, it's worth 150,000. He can insure it for what he wants to, Mm -hmm. but he's going to pay for that option. Mm -hmm. So, Versus just a bike that you just buy off that stock. Mm-hmm. There's a big difference in premiums of a stock bike versus this custom bike. Mm-hmm. And again, if something happens to that bike, where do you ha- where do you take it? Do I have to take it to this place or that place? Mm-hmm. Uh, you really want to talk to your agent on on your scenario, your individual scenario. Mm-hmm. And and I think that helps out a lot too. You know, because we even tell our customers when we're building. If it's a restaurant mod, their classic, their motorcycle, you know, we tell them, make sure you take all these invoices and Rob's really good about that. And you want to keep all these. And when you go to insure, give them all this because it has replacement value on all the accessories, what you have in it, everything. So Let's, making sure that you're covered. Just a good breakdown for whoever the agent is to see because... The wheel on that road glide is seven thousand dollars, while a factory wheel is probably worth a thousand. Mm-hmm. Wheel can easily get damaged, so it's nice for someone like you to see that. Yeah, and you know your agent doesn't know, right? You yeah, tell. Mm-hmm. yeah. You know, and and he can ask, your agent can ask all the questions, but you know I would have no idea, right? That a, a tire is worth seven thousand versus one thousand. I mean that's not normal. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you got to let your clients know that. You know, like you said, the document and the invoices really go a long way. It's right Mm -hmm. there. Yeah, it's what he paid for it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it usually tries to help out too, you know, just just to prove, um, to help back up for their their investment into that that piece of equipment. So kind of going, moving forward on that. So let's just say you've got your $100,000 bike and you've got your 60 and a you guys put your bikes into your trailer and you're going to go riding for the weekend and something happens. Now, so let's just say you're driving your truck and trailer, but he's got his expensive bike in there and it wrecks. Will your insurance cover him for the full dollar amount of that bike as long as they have proof of like it's worth it from his insurance company or can, will you deny or is there anything to yeah, worry so about the, there? Or The rule of thumb is, if you have your property, you want to insure your property, just mm-hmm. kind of like how we went over it, who's at fault. Mm-hmm. If you insure your motorcycle and something happens to it, you can get it covered instead of relying on liability from somebody else. And that's the best way, mm-hmm. especially if you have an investment of a classic or a custom motorcycle. You want to, you want to decide, not, not the other guy. Mm-hmm. So if so, you're saying you own the bike. You want to make sure you have the quote of adequate insurance that if it's in somebody else's trailer, that it's covered. Yes, no matter what. Okay. Yes, because I know that's like, the best way to do it. Yeah. Otherwise, you're at the mercy. Right. Well, yeah, and that's yeah. you just don't know, and that's the big thing. Like for us, and and I'm sure business is probably different, but I know like when we insure like my enclosed trailer, I have a half a million dollar policy as long as 
as long as my truck is hooked up to that trailer, that trailer, what's ever inside is covered for a half a million dollars. Yeah, because, your business policy is going to be way different than the average person going to a okay. classic car show. Yeah. Yeah, business needs are, are yeah, it's not even, it's apples and oranges okay. uh, on the coverage on that type of thing. Yeah, because it's just a good question to ask, too, just, you know, to make sure that, whatever content is in that trailer that if there's a certain dollar amount that it's covered or not covered that to make sure, you know, and that's some questions that, you know, if you are riding with your buddy out somewhere and you got your bike in their trailer, I guess it doesn't hurt to ask them. Like, yeah, you're not going to rely on his insurance. Yeah. You got to rely on your insurance. <laughs> yeah. That. To make uh, sure that you're covered. Because yeah, I mean, there's statutes of who's at fault, who pays, and you'd be surprised on how it shakes out in court. And you don't want to be in that scenario. You don't mm-hmm. want to take your buddy to court. No. <laughs> you know, and your buddy feels bad enough if it's his fault already. You got to make sure you insure your property. Mm-hmm. You got to take responsibility for yourself and your property. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think one of the other questions, too, I think we asked is kind of back to that trailer concept is so let's say if I own the trailer and Rob and I have our bikes in the back. And it's my trailer, but he hooks his truck on to my trailer with our bikes in the back, and we get into an accident. Is his insurance reliable for being he was driving? It was hooked to his truck, or how does not necessarily okay? It, it really or even if on I was scenario. driving his truck hooked yeah. to my trailer, I mean, there's different scenarios there. So but. in North Dakota, insurance follows the title of vehicle. Okay. And Which a trailer has a title for. Yeah. Yeah. So you, that makes sense. Everybody's got to have their stuff insured. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't rely on like other people's insurance in that scenario. It's not going to turn out great for you guys. It, it's going to turn out a lot better if if everything's insured. So um, it kind of comes down to the bottom line. Just make sure you ask the correct and right questions. Yeah. You have to. You have to. I can't. Like I said, you have to. Get with a, somebody you trust, somebody that you can have those conversations. It's just kind of like what we're doing right now. Mm-hmm. Um, just to find out, you know, how is how's this stuff work? And, and insurance is one of those things that's not very, you know, exciting. And no one really wants to, I mean, no one really wants to sit down for hours and talk to their agent. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, the longer, if he's your buddy and... He'll sit down for an hour to a year. That's mm-hmm. not un- unreasonable uh, to ask your insurance agent to do because especially if you got these high-dollar high dollar things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, most insurance agents, they're interested in that stuff too. Mm-hmm. Like, I love classic cars and seeing the pictures and and these motorcycles. It, it's fun stuff. It breaks up this the everyday, you know, mm-hmm. can you insure my auto policy? It, you mm-hmm. know, this stuff is, is fun to insure and. And it means a lot to the people. And if something happens, I want to make sure that, you know, you get your motorcycle back or your classic car back how you wanted it to be insured. Because mm-hmm. I, I think becoming a business owner, I think it really opened up my eyes. You know, before it was always like you price shop, like we're going to get the, yeah. and I, I hate to say this, but the cheapest insurance, you know, and you don't really, I mean, you ask the basic, the most common three or four questions and, oh, yep, I'm good. What's the bottom dollar? Oh, you're the most affordable one. Uh, that's what I'm going to go with. And 
luckily it's gotten me by this far, but I think becoming a business owner and you actually got to step back and look and make sure all your T's are crossed and all your I's are dotted to make sure you are double, triple coverage, every scenario, every possibility. And I think it really made me realize like going through life, like, God, I should have asked that question. I should have asked that question because I'm probably pretty sure if I did, chances are I probably wasn't covered in a lot of scenarios. But I think just being educated with the business part of it made me realize, you know, when I do go shop around for business insurance, there is, I, I have a list of questions to ask to make sure that I'm covered, 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 and covered just because I don't ever want to get into a, a, you know, a possibility or an incident to where it's like, Man, you should, that was the one thing you weren't covered on. You don't want to learn the hard way. Yeah. And unfortunately, in insurance, a lot of people learn the hard way before they get to the right policy. And and you can get lucky. Maybe nothing ever happens to you, and that's great. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it, it sucks when, when it does happen to you. You know, mm-hmm. I was – a few years ago, I was on Main Street in Mandan. It was prom season. And I saw this classic car totaled by McDonald's in Maine in Bismarck. And the poor couple, they were in their their tuxes and prom dresses. And thank goodness, I don't think anybody was hurt there. But just think of that scenario uh, and how bad the kid feels. You know, he took uncle's car, grandpa's car, and now he just totaled it. Mm. And grandpa's like, I better have the right insurance on this. And (laughs) everything's fine. You know, you're okay. I can get this fixed. It's just, it's just the car, mm-hmm. you know, it, no one got hurt, but imagine what the kid feels like if grandpa didn't get his car back mm-hmm. and he wasn't insured properly. I mean, the kid would probably never forgive himself. Right. Yeah. Kind of seems like, you know, from obviously insurance is important to you every day, but from someone who's buying insurance, like insurance is only important when it's time for it to be important, you know? Yeah, when something happens. Yeah, it's like, well, <laughs> I better have my, <laughs> I better have the right right stuff, yeah. Yeah, and it's it, it's a horrible feeling. Uh, I think we've all been there. If you've had an accident of, <laughs> uh, oh, my goodness, what's going to happen now? And this the unknown. <laughs> um, and if you, you know, if you have an agent that you've talked to this about, you're going to feel a lot better. There's going to be a lot less anxiety there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At the time of time you have the loss. All right. Playing. So I know uh, a few years ago when I was selling, I was in the power sports end of it with Dakota Customs, and we were selling um, side-by-sides and stuff like that too. And it was in the winter time, and we had the side-by-side parked out in front of our shop. And we had just recently washed it and pulled it outside, which was the first mistake, but stuff froze on the machine well we had this kid show up and his dad sent him into town to uh he was busy he he was doing chores he was a farm rancher and he sent this kid in to look at it and if everything was legit and everything was fine and and i knew the gentleman i've done work with him prior so it wasn't he was a stranger i didn't know the guy i I knew him so i was okay with this and he's like well i'm gonna send my son in with a trailer I think he was 17 at the time. And um, if if it's all legit and it's what what you say it is, and I've, I wrote him a check, 
help him load it and he'll bring it home. And I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll help out. You know, he's a, you know, uh, previous customer. So it was sitting out front and he's like, well, can we, can we start it up and listen to it run? So I'm like, yeah, we started it up and it was kind of like choking itself out. And, um, on those machines, as long as you had your foot on the brake, it will start. But it started picking up RPM, and the and when RPM kicked up, well, the throttle was wide open, froze, and he let his foot off the brake, and it was in reverse, and that thing spun out, and it ramped backwards off of our driveway. Yep, and it bunny hopped the parking little ramp thing there, and it landed on the hood of a car that was being Shot worked on next door and it just sat there and it was burning in the windshield <laughs> it was a like, it happened so fast when you it, first told it, me the story I and i just stop i just sat there and i froze and i looked at it and the and the kid panicked and and he shut the the machine off but we uh all i can remember there was this burnout tire mark up the hood and into the windshield and on the dash because obviously it broke the windshield and I'm thinking, oh my God, this is this is going to cost me. But man, I'm telling you what, God, I wish I hope I got that in video because that was awesome. Yeah, like it was the coolest thing ever. <laughs> but yeah, like you've got to try to be professional on the deal. And I call I call my insurance agent at the time, and I'm like, hey, bud, I, I explained the scenario to him and what happened and all that. And his reply was, dude, don't worry about it. But please tell me you have it on video. I have to see this. <laughs> Yeah. And we laughed about it. I mean, it was it was a comical thing. But, you know, come down to being serious, he said in all honesty, being that that kid wasn't legally 18, that I don't have to cover it, that we can go after their insurance company and make them pay for all the damages. And I was like, oh, man, this is going to this is going to really rattle some feathers, you know. And he said, but you don't have to. He said, it's your call. He said, I'll I'll still cover it under your policy. And it was only, I mean, honestly, it was only like $2,800 damage. Um, come to find out the car that was there was actually a rental that a guy was in town and he took it over there to do the final oil change before he returned it to the rental place. That uh, created a whole uh, a mess. But, you know, it was one of those things that then, our insurance company on the back end was actually wanting to go after them and countersue them for the damages. And I actually had to step in and fight to drop all charges that I was going to pick up the tab on the deal, you know, for on the business aspect of it. But it was an eye opener on, again, on coverage and everything else. Yeah. I mean, I, I get these, Claim scenarios. That's an interesting one. Uh, that sounds like quite. The, I wish you did have it. I did. I, it was before I had cameras, and I did. I so wish I had it because it happened so fast. But as soon as it was done, the first thing I thought of was, "Man, that's awesome! I hope somebody caught that on camera or something." Because it was, it was pretty neat. But I felt bad for the owner of the car. But it was, it was funny at the time. But it could have been serious. Yeah, there's. I mean, I I get. Calls and I'm always amazed on on what people do and it's a lot of times people are just in a hurry mm-hmm. and stuff happens and that's what you buy insurance for is the is just the stupid mistake mm-hmm. um, that you make and it's important to like to have it covered because mm-hmm. if it's not you know it comes out of your own pocket and no one 
no one wants that. Right. And I think what it came down to, because I argued with them, that it was our negligence that the throttle was froze and we shouldn't have put a vehicle out there that was unsafe to the customer. And then their reply was, was, well, he wasn't 18. He didn't have adult supervision. So, I mean, it took weeks of fighting back and forth. And finally, they they dropped a case and I ended up taking it. But just something that simple can create a lot of grief and a lot of just back and forth to, you know, who's, who's at fault and everything else. Yeah. And a lot of stress. Yeah. You know, you don't want to lose a client Mm-mm. in that scenario. So, I mean, your business insurance, I'm glad they, they, you know, got in there and took care for yeah. you. And, and that's how it should happen. Right. And you probably got, you probably asked the questions to your agent now mm-hmm. a- after something like that happens, you're like, wow, it, I really need to visit <laughs> right. and, somebody. And, yeah. And it, again, it was another eye opener to make sure like we had the proper coverage for every scenario. Cause I'd never asked that question. Like, well, what if, you know, an underage and throttle sticking and everything and you back yeah. up and you and can't, you, you can't expect that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was just impossible to ask that question, but thankfully, you know, I had a, and I think it comes down to like not only having a good insurance company, but also having a good rep. Somebody yeah. that's like you can rely on that's going to fight for you and, and it's going to make sure that you get taken care of with whatever scenario that you, you deal with, that you fight for your customer and not just tell them, oh, sorry, your policy doesn't cover it. Okay, thanks for calling. See ya. Or push three if you want to leave a, a yeah. submit a comment or something. You know, it's like, so again, <laughs> I think it all comes down to, you know, invest in your investment, you know, get a good insurance company, get a good agent, somebody that you can, you know, call and talk to. Yeah. And insurance is kind of all over the place right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's getting more and more expensive. Vehicles are getting more and more expensive, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, side by sides. I mean, look at the markets done in the last couple of years since COVID. Everything's right. just exploded. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're kind of in an unprecedented time of, of in the insurance world, at least, of how what's going on. Like, we used to be able to pay for this total vehicle you know, 40,000, now it's 60,000 and we got to pay market value on it. And just the industry is really in a hard market right now. So that means premiums are going up uh, because everything else is going up. Mm-hmm. Inflate, you got inflation, insurance is tied to directly inflation related. So, I mean, it's good to shop and yeah, you can save some money, but, uh, have the right coverage with the right company, it, that's going to save you more money in the long mm-hmm. run if something happens, right? Than than just the price and buying it, buying it online mm-hmm. with the cheapest person with the lowest coverages. I mean, people can do that, and mm-hmm. some people have to. And um, but you know, we're talking guys that can afford custom cars or right. newer vehicles. You know, get with somebody you trust. Right. And if that is what it comes down to where you still want to do it online and that's what you can afford, still just ask the questions. Just even if they tell you you're not covered, but at least you know. I mean, yeah. if, if they tell you that, no, that's not covered, that's not covered, that's not covered, and you still want to go with them, absolutely it's your choice. Nothing against that. That's 100% your choice. But just make sure you still ask the questions so that you know down the road that you can, you know, accommodate for those. Yeah, you don't have to have full coverage on vehicles. The state this says you have to have liability only. Mm-hmm. So if you got a hundred thousand dollar 
classic car and you're okay, you know, if that car gets totaled, you're going to eat it yourself. Mm-hmm. You can just have it insured. Mm-hmm. But as long as you're okay with that. Right. You know? Yeah. Well, hey, thanks, Mike, for uh, coming on the show with us today. And, and uh, hopefully we got some unanswered questions answered to the public. Uh, if you ever think about some additional insurance or if you want a second opinion, feel free to yeah. get a hold of you. Get a hold of me at the Kramer Agency. I'd be happy to discuss all your insurance needs. We, we sell business insurance. We sell home, auto, all sorts of things. Great. Yeah, awesome. Well, I'm glad that you got to uh, visit with us today. And again, if there's any questions or comments on today's podcast or uh, future or past, um, please feel free to comment on our podcast on our website, our Facebook, Dakota Customs with a K and a Z dot com. Check us out and uh, keep watching us. We'll be posting pictures probably of the bike show uh, coming this weekend. And uh, if you like it, like it, comment. We'll be uh, glad to hear from you. So thanks for listening. See you guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to Unriveted Radio. Also available on demand with the Super Talk 1270 mobile app. Download in the App Store or Google Play today. Unriveted Radio, presented by Dakota Customs, a full-service custom garage on the Strip in Mandan.